versus Die Henwood live from the Expo Beer Garden Studio. You're tuned in to Mad Monday, and I am joined by the uppercase G, Ben Hurley. He is <laughs> he is down in a little uh, retreat in the um, bop. How you going, Ben? Mate, I'm fizzing. It was an unreal, unreal game, and that we are going to pour over with a fine tooth comb. I think I'm mixing metaphors, but you know, I'm just excited. Oh, mate, there's been more more up the waz than um, you can poke a stick at. I um, where did you watch the game, by the way? I uh, I watched it at home, and uh, it was it was really very entertaining with my family. I slightly got the um, the timings of my barbecue wrong, so I was running in and out from the barbecue for the first tr- two tries, which of course came very quickly, uh, but then settled down on about minute seven. Oh well, it, it all worked out in the long run. I was in um, I was in a little sort of slightly rundown hotel just outside of Topor. I swum through empty pals cans and. Woody cans to get to my room safely, shut the doors, and uh, my son and I just watched this amazing victory that we're going to pour over now. It was the mighty one New Zealand Warriors beating the Newcastle Knights 40 points to 10. Egan to the blind, Shawnee J, the workaround. The Warriors are in! What a start! One and a half minutes and the Warriors score! Tackle three, Egan. Shawnee J. Oh, Heading for North Blake. The Warriors. Two tries in seven minutes. Egan. Shawnee J. They've got the numbers. Montoya. Montoya for the corner. He scores. Clunes. Dummy. Ponga. They've got the numbers out wide. They'll score. It was bound to happen. And Marzu scores in the corner for the Knights. They go to the left-hand side. They're jumping to the line. Oh, oh they're going to score. Dylan Lucas and the Knights strike first on the third. Egan, here they come to the line. Yes! Dylan Walker. Woo! SJ, Clichans. Here he comes. DWZ back inside. Rocco Berry. Oh, He's, he's, he's got it. it. Rocky Berry. SJ. Here oh, they come. DWC. DWC. Martin and the Warriors. They've got six more. They score. He's done it. Woo! Sarah, they can stick their 10 game winning streak and shove it. 15 seconds left. And go hard, Media Stadium. Is about to go apeshit. Here we go. Here we go, New Zealand. The one New Zealand Warriors are in the semi-finals. They've dispatched the Knights and dispatched them with ease. Oh, what a combo! Uh, Mike Lane and Tony Lyle combined with an early two thousands DJ <laughs> sent the Warriors <laughs> home. They're in the preliminary <laughs> final. Ben, I have to say, I was pretty nervous going into this game. I actually had this nagging feeling that this was going to be very close. It might even be a punishing loss in front of a full stadium. But that was put to bed very quickly with the amazing stat that Newcastle had two sets in 15 minutes 
and hadn't completed either of them, mate. Yeah, look, a couple of points. We'll start macro and get micro here. Uh, but I would say that that's the best all-round Warriors performance I have seen from them all, all year and probably in years. So that's point one. And, I mean, that's not that uh, crucial. But also the other point is the Knights were awful. They were just dreadful. They dropped the ball, what, third tackle, and that just would kind of set up their night. They, uh, so to speak, um, they they were they were like we were the week before against the Panthers. They looked completely outclassed, and nothing was clicking for them. Oh, you're so true that I the Knights, if they wanted to win this game, they had just come off playing 90 minutes. They had played an extra point game the game before against Canberra. Uh, hearing like um ex-players talk about extra time. That last 10 minutes is so different to the rest of the game. It's full intensity. So they left it all on the park last week. For them to win this game, they needed to take the crowd out of the equation. The only way to do that was to score early, to really go about their systems and be the best team on the park. And when Greg Marjou dropped that ball early and then that just beautiful shape, um, that I've heard described, and it's so true, the Warriors, when they go right through Sean Johnson, it's almost like when um, uh, uh, 100-metre runners go round a corner. When the, Sorry, the 500 metres go around the corner. They fan out, then they come in really tight around the corner, then like accordion out again, and there's so many lead runners you don't know who's going to get the ball. You don't know whether it's going to be Jackson Ford or Murata Niakore, or in this case, it was Chance. Our attack was firing. What was so amazing, Sean Johnson didn't run the ball, but he had a 10 out of 10 game. His pass selection, and he just like created a little cage for Maju in the corner that he just kept kicking into. And you, when you looked at that, how many metres happen after five tackles... The Knights were always like 20 or 30 metres, and we were 50 or 60. It was a clinical game. You're so right, it was the best game we, um, we'd seen. They, the Knights, they did get some momentum at the back of that second half. They just had set after set. They did a little grubber that Sean Johnson knocked on. And, first um, half. In the first half, sorry. And yeah. we, was there any worries for you at all then? So that... That was a crucial thing, I reckon, of this game. This is where this game was won, was that there was about 30 minutes there where we didn't score, and they scored twice. Now, in previous years, in previous seasons, that's where we would have lost that game. Uh, 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 other teams would have scored four times uh, against us in, in years gone by. Usually after halftime, there would have been a couple of early tries, and that would have been game over for the Warriors. But we just weathered the storm and we were we were uh solid on defense we were still attacking but just sort of held them out until we could pounce uh in that in that fourth quarter oh the, i i like it a bit to when you come home from the pub from uni you bought a new girl uh, she said, let's go back to her place. You go back to her place. You're all connied up. You're stiff ass, right? And then her dad comes in and is like, do you guys want some English muffins with jam or something? And that puts it off your stride, right? And sometimes it can be hard to get your stiffy back, right? 
But the Warriors maintained the stiffy through the entire conversation with the dad. We just kept on focus. Yes, I'd like a muffin. Boom, I'll have two. Boom, yes, I'll take the jam as well. Lick the knife, see your dad, back to business. The Warriors knew what they were doing. Nothing would shake them. I was worried, though, I must say, when Nia Kore went off after just, just under 30 minutes. Um, that looked like a big injury, and it was a surprise then to see him on the bike um, half an hour later ready to come back on. And, and you just know that dad would be a rugby union fan and be punishing you with some, you know, different changes to the rules that are going to, you know, make the game better again and, and, and like it was back in 87. Uh, so, you, yeah, they had to weather that storm as well and keep that keep that powder dry and that stiffy hard. Oh, completely. You're trying to go about your work and he's trying to shine, show you a signed leather Adidas ball. Look, bloody Terry Wright held this. Terry Wright held this, mate. And you're like, hey, look, hey, look, come on, mate. He's got he's got one of those original uh, white Steinlager cans that he's had since 87. He's I know, showing you're you furiously, that. still got to keep stiff. <laughs> you're furiously trying to unzip the gimp mask. Come on, Stephanie, tell your dad to bugger off, mate. Uh, so I really... <laughs> really think we rinse this metaphor. <laughs> but uh, there's just so much to love it. I've got to say, Wigan, he got a couple of head knocks in this game, and I thought he was going to go off early. I believe he went off with uh, HIA, which I don't think was a serious one, so I think he'll be right to play. But Bailey Surinan had a great game coming on. He was a great example of why we can go with him. I was worried that we'd need to carry Bailey Surinan and Freddie Lussick, but that meant we had a small bench. This way, we can keep Bailey on and just have some big boppers on the bench. Jazz Devanga probably had his quietest game out of everyone, to be honest. Well, certainly the penalty count was down, so he did have a quiet game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> look, look, I made this point a few weeks ago that I didn't mind if the Warriors dropped a game against the Dolphins, which we did. Right in the yeah. last game of regular season, we dropped the game against the Dolphins, uh, and then obviously we were we were outclassed by the Panthers last week. The Knights are coming off ten in a row, and you know they are a team probably relatively evenly matched with the Warriors on their day, on a good day. And, but I just think they got to the end of their line. There's no way they were going to win thirteen in a row and win the entire competition. And and I think, yeah, the fact that we dropped a game or two that, that didn't really have great consequence actually worked in our favour in terms of just pure stats, just pure numbers that you, it's difficult to win 13 NRL games in a row. And if you put context around dropping those games, we dropped those games because we rested a majority of our players. So our players have had a bit of time off, Um where it was so good to see Sean Johnson on the park. Adam Fanua Blake's lateral footwork is so amazing. He runs those hard lines, but then stops dead, does a little shimmy, and gets over the line. He's got to be in there for maybe prop of the um, game. I thought I thought their best player in the forwards was Jacob Saifidi. Um, he looked very dangerous. Tyson Fazell looked dangerous. In that second quarter, they were hurting us with offloads. That got addressed at halftime, and we were wrapping up the ball carrier a, um, a lot better. But those early tries that they, sorry, the early Newcastle tries after we had got three tries on the board, 
they were both after like five sets on our line. So we had defended our faces off and it was inevitable that they were going to um, score. We had minimal mistakes too. Yeah, we did. Uh, actually, I can't. Re- I had to go back and look at the stats. I didn't. I couldn't remember us making a, a handling error. We did make ten, uh, well, ten errors, which is not just uh, knock-ons and stuff. But uh, yeah, th- I guess they weren't that consequential, so you don't feel them as badly. So uh, the six against make- six against are counted in that. So I so right, I reckon most right. of them were probably six against. Right. I just wanted to go back and make a point about Adam Adam Fenua Blake. So he has more tries this season than Chance Nickel Klukstad, our <laughs> fullback. Now, normally, if a front rower has more tries than your fullback, then I reckon that's it's a sign of a bad team. Like that's a team that's losing a lot. That's I I would I would hasten to guess that something like someone like the Tigers might have a stat like that, where their front rowers have budged over occasionally for a try, maybe got six or eight tries for the season but their backs just aren't getting the ball that they need. But this is a team that came fourth in the competition into a preliminary final. So it's a bit of a mystery, but it, maybe it's just because we have the best front row forward in the game. Yeah, and Chance, this is the difference of having Chance versus Reese Walsh. Chance isn't that flashy attacking fullback, but he got player of the round because he, he ran for 308 metres. He didn't make a mistake. He tackled everything. He makes those really hard carries um, out of trouble. And Chance just, is, is, I reckon he's had a career best year. The, the whole coaching thing has, has shown how good Webby has been by how many people are having career best years. Yeah, Chance Nickel Klukstad's uh, post-contact metres were the most of our, in the game for both sides. So that's amazing, isn't it? Like that's normally a forward. Like, like, actually, normally that would be Adam Fenua Blake would take that step, but it was him in that game. Yeah, looking at the post-contact metres, um, uh, just before full-time, the Warriors had 520 post-contact metres and Knights had 300. So we were beating them uh, handsomely there. And what made me very happy was Sean went off. It's quite weird watching someone have a lap of honour while the game's still going. <laughs> Uh, he, he did his lap of honour. Uh, Dylan Walker stepped into the halves and he put up one of the biggest bombs I've ever seen that Ponga dropped that then led to the Ciro try. Uh, it was nice to see us be able to change up the halves on the fly and see that Dylan Walker can hold his own there and not just um, as a playmaker, as a kicker. And how good was his try as well? Just it bunts off three players and the goalpost. Yeah. Just there's there's a dent in that goalpost today at Mount Smart Stadium. You know there is because he nev- hit it hard. I've never seen someone use a goalpost better because he used it to take out himself and two defenders. <laughs> so everything about this game for everyone who was out there, a big shout out to the guy who had the sign Tahirua Tahirua Tahuwa, which. <laughs> Warriors fans, be super proud of your signs. You're really delivering. Yeah, we are the best sign-based team. Uh, you know, Sean Johnson said he didn't want to see too many more Johnson-based signs, uh, but there were heaps, so they haven't listened. It's all it's all very much a tribute to the great man, the great 
Sean Johnson, the freshly Sean Johnson. I just want to make a, another point about our try scorers. I think we got seven tries, but so many of them were fan favourites, and some so many of them were like sort of cult heroes as well. People like Rocco Berry, who isn't a isn't a flashy centre, but his try was my favourite probably. That was he was an absolute beast to get to the line. There was no question around that grounding either. And he, oh, I love that try because that that showed how much we wanted the win. He fought through people, then somehow kept it off the ground for a whole metre, then just plonked it down. It never looked in doubt. All your, all your, um, Bailey Ciro scored. Sirenin deserved that. DWZ fan favourite. Rocco Berry, Dylan Walker fan favourite. Marcelo Montoya back in form. He had had a couple of down weeks, to be honest. He had, um, he he's always been guilty of the odd error here and there, which I mean you're going to have as a winger, but he was staunch in attack. Uh, Marcelo Montoya, Rocco Berry and Adam Pompey did a superb job on Caelan Ponga. They didn't go out to smash him, to knock him off the park, although he got absolutely drilled by Montoya once. We just shut him down, gave him zero space. He had no space to do his jinking little runs, and this is what we're going to have to do on Reese Walsh. Just as... Um, uh, Webby was saying in the thing, they don't go out to target a player to waste them. They just want to give them zero time. And we did that so well on Kalen. Yeah, I mean, we'll get on to the, the preview against the Broncos uh, soon. But I, it is a different, whole different beast, the Broncos, because the Knights are essentially a one-player team. If, if, if Ponga has a blinder, then they win, and he didn't have a blinder, and maybe that was due to us. Maybe that was due to him. Maybe it was a combination of the two. But the Broncos have talent across the park. On Bradman Best, he had 11 runs for only 111 metres. So, you know, none of the... Uh, he, he's the other weapon in the... In the, in the um, in the centres there, he made no no headway. We just put on a clinic. And I feel for us to beat Brisbane, we needed to have that game. We needed to have that game to go, we deserve to be in the finals. We deserve to be in the grand final. And that display uh, showed why. And bring on the weekend, it's going to be epic. Because we've been saying all year we haven't really had a blowout. Is that our biggest margin? All year? No, I I think that was our best since round 20. Um, right. Round 20, we beat uh, Cronulla in a slightly bigger margin, 44-12. But since round 20, we've we've had we've only just scraped through against um, some pretty average sides. Uh, so we, it was well needed. It puts us in the preliminary final. And uh, now let's move on to the other game of the round which was the Melbourne Storm defeating the Sydney Roosters 18-13. We're shut down. Had a little exploration through and over. That was too simple. We're Well, that will settle any nerves starting at halfback. He's pierced through the defence and scored the first try for Melbourne. Charging up the field here. Katoa, good tackle. Corey Allen, he got a ball away, though. Wishart's. He gives it back. Grant, that'll be hard to hold. They're impossible to stop from here. Marriott Sedman goes over. Too good. Now Brandon Smith tried. That's a Brandon. A try to Smith against his old club. 
stabs at it. He's kicked the goal. The Roosters lead the game 13-12. He massaged it over. Munster, he's going to kick across them. It's a one-on-one -on -one jumping contest. It's taken out there by Nell, and it's a crowd. <laughs> brick flew through the air like Superman. There's been enough to put Melbourne through. They head to a grand final qualifier against the Panthers, and the Roosters' most bold charge has come to an end. Well, out of nowhere, the seemingly massively out-of-form Roosters that were languishing outside the eight made a late run, got into the eight, and then almost beat the Melbourne Storm. But um, that late try to Will Warbrick uh, gave the Storm the win. There's a couple of weird moments in this game. There was an obvious knock-on from Harry Grant, and Grant Atkins, the referee, was right there. And then on the next play the Melbourne Storm went on to score. There was also a high shot on Harry Grant that he stayed down for and sort of pleaded to the ref to look at it, but the ref said, play on, which I found weird because I'm not a fan of this staying down, but the rule is any contact with the head is a penalty, and there was obviously contact with the head. Yeah, it was a forearm right across the face. I mean, can we just talk about Harry Grant for a minute? And he was unbelievable in that game. He was everywhere. He kept just so much room around the ruck. And, you know, I love Wade Egan. And there's talk that he's the best hooker in the competition. And then Harry Grant has a game like that. And you realise how incredible that guy is. Um, I want to also do a, a shout-out to Tyron Wishart. Mentioned a couple of times in the commentary there. Um, he's the son of, you know, who would have been a, a Hurley's hero back in the day, Rod Wishart, real classic um, St. George, or uh, sorry, Illawarra, Illawarra Steelers and then St. George Illawarra's winger. Um, he he's, he's just come out of nowhere and is a real talent. Yeah, there's allegations that uh, Rod Wishart is Keezy's dad, but we'll have to check the uh, security <laughs> camera footage from the Red Fox Tavern to find out. I don't know if they had uh, had that, that footage back in the 80s, but he's really stepped up. They lost Jerome Hughes, which uh, looked like a huge out. Cameron Munster had a good game, and this felt like the right team won. Um, it felt like the top four teams have been the best teams in the comp, and it set up a juicy matchup. I mean, I, I can't see Melbourne getting up over... The Panthers. I think the Panthers will just manage to strangle them. Uh, I, I love what you said about Harry Grant there. The way I look at it is 80% of the games, Wigan and Harry Grant are the same, but Harry Grant's just got that higher ceiling where when he goes, he has can have just an insane effect on a game. Wigan gets a lot of metres around the ruck, but Harry Grant just consistently can blow games open. And um, uh, I can't... I mean... I, I felt sad watching Melbourne play because I literally shed a tear for Pappenhausen going down the week before. It's so tragic to see such a like star of the game. Pappenhausen, I'm the first to admit I've always disliked Melbourne, um, mainly because they've been so awesome um, against all the teams I like. But Pappenhausen, I just loved watching playing footy and seeing him get a brutal injury like that. And then this week, I just had to give full respect to Nick Meaney. He is, he is just, you know, you leave Pappenhausen outside the dairy, Nick Meaney, 
he steps up and nails it. Like he, yeah, he's a sort of people thought of him as an average player, but he really makes a difference. He's got good. I think he's he bulked up or something. He's he's got a bit bigger or I don't know. But he, he he's a weapon and uh, and he is solid as. I mean, he's probably kind of more in that chance kind of mold as a fullback, isn't he? He just doesn't make mistakes and and can be explosive on attack, but it's probably not his main uh, go-to. Uh, uh, look, I, this is kind of a similar... I know the, the result wasn't similar because it was incredibly close, but it was kind of a similar match-up to our game in that, that it was a top-four team against a team on the end of a streak because the Roosters are absolutely down and out, as you said. And then I think maybe if they won what five or six in a row, yeah, so, some, you know, I think that yeah, like I that, think it was going to come to an end somewhere. Yeah, and the Melbourne have got these underrated players. Uh, Eli Katoa, who came from um, the Warriors, has been playing great footy over there. Marion Seve, um, who, if I was to have to draw a picture of someone called Marion, I would not draw him. Uh, he is amazing. Uh, they just wasn't it. Wasn't it? Um, John Wayne's real name? Marion Wayne. I think his name, real name was Marion. John yeah. Wayne from the old stick your hands up your bum. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm going to get this. Marion Robert Morrison. There you go. So these two men called Marion that you probably wouldn't, you know, make fun of for being called Marion. No, so... That was a win for Melbourne. Now we're going to move on to a quick preview of the game kicking off just after 10 o'clock New Zealand time on Saturday night, commentated by uh, myself, Di Hemwood and Manaya Stewart. It is wonderful to get um, into back into the com box for finals. How do you see this game playing out, Ben? Well, it's a huge task, isn't it? To go there, to go... It's, it's essentially what the Knights had to do last week, is to go into the cauldron where there's going to be very few Warriors fans. There's going to be just rampant Broncos fans and and a, and a hot side uh, that have talent across the park. I think if we played like we did this week, then it'll be close. And, you know... As we say on this podcast, it's a very small margin between Chahu and Boohoo in the NRL. And it just might be a little moment, a little moment here or there that'll uh, that'll tip it either our way or theirs. I hope I'm not reading the recap of the Warriors season from Chahu to Boohoo written by Ben Hurley. But look, South East Queensland has a lot of Warriors fans. Pretty much... Every, did you see Sean Johnson's quote that um, half a dozen of the Knights players came up to him and said up the wars after the game and that they want the Warriors to win the GF? I think there's the vibe around Australia is that. I think there'll be a lot of Warriors supporters at um, Brisbane. Uh, it's a juicy matchup. Your Pat Carrigan's against Adam Fanua Blakes, Reese Walsh on um, Chance Nickel Klukstad, Sean Johnson, Adam Reynolds. So much to shut down. But um, I've just got a feeling that Dad's not coming into the room this weekend. I've got a feeling that we're left alone with Stephanie and it's going to be a good time. I've got a feeling the Warriors can do this. They can rattle a cage and they can get through to the grand final. Brisbane are just in a rude vein of form. They've been delivering when they need to and everything's going to need to go the Warriors' way. However... 
we are unlike the Knights. We are coming off off an easy positive win with no injuries. That game, the Knights game against Canberra, took so much out of them. So, I'm picking a very close game, but I'm picking the Warriors to win 12-10. 12-10, a low-scoring biffer in the swamp that is Suncorp. What's your uh, prediction, I, Ben? Uh, look, I think it's going to be higher scoring than that. And I think uh, I'm going to go Warriors 26, Brisbane 22. Oh, that will be a juicy game to watch if that is the scoreline. Don't forget to tune into the ACC just before 10 o'clock on Saturday night. We'll be live from the Export Beer Garden studio delivering all the justice. Now, before we say uh, matewa, uh, sayonara, before um, I get in my uh, Mazda Rererangi and drive off into the sky, um, it's time for Die Inwards off the back fence. Oh, a long kickoff. The offload to Henwood and he's off the back fence. Boom time. Oh, he's not carrying a ball this time. He's coming off the back fence. He's just carrying a piece of pigskin full with arahanui for all the Warriors players. I want to take you through number 10, Mitch Barnett, you little albino psycho. I just want to lick your non-existent eyebrows off your face. You're so beautiful. Wagan, Wigan, whatever your name is, I want to kiss the concussion away, baby. Adam Fanua Blake. Oh, I just want to climb you like the Mighty Tane Mahuta that you are, Marata Niakore. Oh, I wish I could just be one of your tattoos on that beautiful bicep. Jackson Ford. Oh, you dead set psychopath. I tell you, if I was being kicked out of a bar by an Israeli pimp, I'd want you to come and save my bacon, brother. And Tahu Harris. Oh, you look like a beautiful Stephen Adams. You may be strapped up with 3M tape, but you deliver the justice every single week. Sean Johnson. What is there to say, baby? You don't need to run. You can just pass us to a win, let alone kick that ball off your beautiful feet. I want to suck your toes to Marty Martin, one of the beautifulest humans in the world. You've slotted back into the team and delivered the justice every single minute of the full 80. Adam Pompey, bring it back, Adam. People gave you grief, but you cemented your spot in the side this year. Rocco Safridi, straight from hardcore porn into the centres of the Warriors. You, my friend, have shown that you are the player that we need. Tackling yourself to a standstill every single week. And on the wings, DWZ. Oh, I hear you. Teaming up with your brother Malachi to release your own hair care product range. Well, hey, put that in the top drawer and focus on winning the grand final because you're going to need yourself and Marcelo Montoya. Oh, you mess with my family. I'll score a try up your bumhole, mate. This is why I love you. You delivered when it matters. Those wingers, but don't forget the man at the back. CNK, Chance, Nickel, Klukstar. Oh, you're solid as a rock. I just want you as my, like, as my kitchen island so I can just chop my cucumbers up on your beautiful back so I can just really go to town fermenting my sauerkraut on your amazing thighs. You're absolutely beautiful. Let's not forget... 
the Bald Brothers, Jazz Tavanga. There's no end, but you say it with one brother. And Dylan Walker, a man who can slot into the halves but delivers the fast lines whenever you need it. Plus, you've got Bailey Sirenin. And let's not forget Josh Curran, the indigenous headgear, the flowing locks, the finger bones sticking out of your flesh. Oh, you got taped up, but you're going to be back on the park next week. The Warriors are heading to the preliminary final. We're going to send them home on the ACC. Ciao! And there we have Off the Back Fence from Di Henwood. <laughs> you should do the team list like that. <laughs> like, they, they should get you to do it every Tuesday. <laughs> Oh, I think I had a brain aneurysm doing that, but uh, we got through it. Uh, this has been the ACC's Mad Monday. I tell you, we're brought to you by uh, 4 and 20 Pies. Plus, you've got Ben Hurley. You've heard Di Henwood. This weekend, it's going to be Manaya and Di on the comms. Until then, up the wires, and we'll see you soon, Ben. Up the chahoo wires. <laughs>